Hey, DJ, can you believe it? It's the 20th anniversary of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Has the time gone by fast? Oh, yeah. You better believe it. I remember when we saw it in theaters, we both had hair. The times, they're changing. We're a couple of guys who like to watch movies Cinema nerds who made it our duty To make a show where we break down, discuss, and review We're the men who watch movies Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of The Men Who Watch Movies My name is Alec And my name's DJ The Movie Man Wagner <laughs> Yeah, it is and uh, today we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. It came out in May 3rd of 2002. Man, it uh, seems like it was just yesterday, right? The times are changing. And, oh boy, it's been a long, long time. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, but first... Uh, before we get started with that, uh, we're going to get into a little movie news. Uh, so let's talk about this week in movie news. All right. So uh, first off, uh, actor James Hong, uh, who's been in many, many movies. Uh, of course, we've seen him in uh, Seinfeld. Uh, I remember uh, one year when we went to Comic-Con, we saw him on a panel for that movie, Balls of Fury. Uh, oh, we did. Oh, the, that's right. The time goes by so fast. Yeah. The actor is pretty legendary. Um, yeah. What's the news about him? So he, he's actually getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So uh, congratulations. On May 10th, he's going to get the star. So uh, so wonderful news for James Hong. That's awesome. Yes. And uh, just recently in the news, uh, Princess Bride actor Carrie Elwes, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, <laughs> he, uh, he got bit by a rattlesnake. Oh, no. But uh, he, he's recovering well. Well, that's you know good that he's recovering, but he should stay away from them rattlesnakes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And especially those R-O-U-S's. Uh, a joke. He made a joke. Alrighty. And then uh, Sony just announced that they're making another crappy film. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but uh, this one's a strange movie. Uh, they announced that uh, they're making a movie about El Muerto, who I'm not familiar with whatsoever. Uh, but apparently it's going gonna, it's gonna to be another anti-hero film. Uh, he's like a, like a luchador type character uh, who's only appeared in like two issues of Spider-Man. Uh, such an odd choice for a movie, and he's going to be played by the uh, Puerto Rican singer Bad Bunny. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? I think that's a little, little um, weird because I never heard of him, nor I've never seen him. Yeah, it's just an odd choice for a character. I, I don't know what Sony is doing over there. I mean, we've been talking about all the bad choices Sony has been making with their properties. So this is just odd. I don't know. There's so many good Spider-Man characters that they could use, and I don't know why they chose El Muerto, but hopefully it works out for them. Uh, we'll see. Well, only time will tell, right? Yeah, you know, only time will tell, but I hope they do a Sinister Six movie because I'm really, really going to be happy. I'm yeah. really going to be happy. Yeah, what they should have done and what everyone is asking for is to, you know, to do The Amazing Spider-Man 3 with Andrew Garfield, and then they could do their Sinister Six movie like they wanted to, but uh, I guess it's not in the cards for them at this point. Uh, and they're also making another Venom movie. They had just announced Venom 3 is going to take place. 
And uh, they're also doing another Ghostbusters movie. So a, a sequel to Ghostbusters. Awesome. Yeah, a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. So um, at least they're doing something right over there. <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. You know, I mean, you know, they're making a new Venom movie. They're making a new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I mean, it's awesome. You know, the body double for the other one. Fantastic. Uh, Bob Gunton, who you may know, he was the body double for Hell Ramis. So that was oh, yeah, pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that. They did a good job with that effect um, when they uh, when they did that ghost uh, version of Egon. It was I feel I feel like it was really seamless. I think it helped too that he had that that gl- that translucent aura kind of look. Uh, it helped sell that effect and the fact that they didn't they didn't try and make him talk and. Uh, you know, recreate his voice or anything like that. I think it sold that that effect very well. They did a great job with that. Um, and finally, uh, they're making a, they officially announced that they're making a sequel to the Batman. So that's that's going to be great. Well, that's going to be awesome. You know, uh-huh. they're going to make a sequel to the Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson just knocked that out of the park. You know, his you know version of seriousness, gravitas. I mean, you know, Matt Reeves knows how to, you know, do movies, so he's good. So he is very, very awesome. But um uh when are they gonna have like uh Joker in there or, or new villains? Cause I Yeah, I'm not sure. They haven't announced what uh villains are gonna be in it yet, but uh hopefully yeah they, hopefully they do bring in the Joker as we saw in that that deleted scene from the first movie. Uh they have that new interesting take on the Joker played by uh, what's his name? Uh, he was in the Eternals. Uh, um, the, uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember, but, uh, he, he was definitely a creepy, one of the creepiest versions of uh, Joker I've seen on screen so far. So, uh, so I'm guessing he's going to be a part of it, but hopefully he's not the main villain. Cause I feel like the Joker has been overdone. We, uh, they need to bring in a villain that we haven't seen or even one that, you know, we haven't seen a good version of yet that oh, they, they have a uh, potential to do something really great and I hope they pull it off. Uh, that's it for this week in movie news. Uh, now let's get on with the main event. So, uh, Spider-Man 2002, uh, I remember it just like it was yesterday when it came out in theaters. Um, you, you went to see it with us, right? Oh yeah. I, I saw it in theaters. It was really, really, really awesome. Um, the take on Tobey Maguire. Awesome. Uh, I love Willem Dafoe was a green goblin. Oh yeah. Uh, the fact that, uh, it was so awesome. It was a little uh, nuanced. It was very different. Hey, Sam Raimi made a cameo in the first one, so hey, you no, know, you know, it, it's good. You know, and I hope he makes more movies because he's very good at that stuff. But uh, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the Multiverse of Madness. I think that's going to be an excellent film. I mean, I'm re- I'm really big fan of Sam Raimi and. I think he just has like that little touch that that makes his movie special. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's maybe it's I think it's his up. I mean not his upbringing, but his roots as a uh, indie film actor that he has like that sense of uh, you know creativeness that you don't get from like uh, you know people who who start out with big pictures. You know he had to use a lot of ingenuity to get his movies made because he didn't have a lot to work with, and I think that really shows in his uh, in his big budget movies. Uh, do you remember the first time that you've seen the trailer for the Spider-Man movie? Yeah, it was a like years and years ago when they had the trailer out. It was really awesome. You know, they it was action. You know, it was very, very different uh, at the do time. You remember, do you remember what the trailer was? 
Uh, was the trailer for Spider Man? Yeah, it was a teaser trailer. I remember. I remember we went to see uh, the Lord of the Rings, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, that was like a long, long, yeah. long time ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I remember sitting in the theater, and and they sh- the the trailer popped up right, and it was uh, at first like you didn't know what the heck it was. And they didn't disclose that it was a Spider-Man movie at first. All you see is like uh, some bank robbers. They go into a building in in New York and then, you know, it's a typical like bank robber scene. They're telling everyone to get down and they have the guns drawn and like, you know, you know, don't don't move or we'll kill you. And they're trying to take the money. And it just looked like a regular heist movie. It's like, oh, OK, that looks kind of interesting. And then and then the, the bank robbers on an old Nokia phone calling, uh, you know, the other bank robbers you know, to come pick them up in the helicopter. And then they, uh, they use a grapple hook to get to the, the ceiling. And it was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. What's going on here? And, and then uh, they're, on, they're on the roof and they're getting in the helicopter and, and then they're taking off. They're like high-fiving each other. Yeah, you know, we robbed that bank. And all of a sudden uh, they're in the helicopter and, it, and then the alarms start going off and they're like, what the heck's going on? And the, hel- the helicopter's sh- shaking. And, and then all of a sudden they start flying backwards. I'm like, what the heck is this? And then uh, you see him getting pulled backwards, like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden they come to a dead stop and then they're, they're like freaking out. The money's falling out of the helicopter. And then, and then the camera does like a slow pan backwards. And all of a sudden you see them in a huge spider web uh, strung up between the, you know, the, the World Trade Centers. And then it's like, whoa, what the hell? And then they cut to a shot of Spider-Man and, and he, he web swings. And then it was just mind blowing. And it's like, what the... And, you know, I never thought in a million years we'd see a Spider-Man movie. And then uh, here, you know, there it was. And I remember just thinking that that looks so amazing. I had to see that movie. And then, you know, here we are years later. I mean, do you, do you remember that trailer at all? Uh, very vividly. You know, I, if I remember it, it was very different at the time. But, oh, yeah. you know, I, li- I like Spider-Man. I like the actor who plays J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah, he's Bring so perfect. Bring me Spider-Man! <laughs> I want pictures of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's wonderful. I remember I remember seeing them in that, uh, seeing him in that movie. And, uh, and of course, I, I know Spider-Man from the comic books, but uh, I think my biggest exposure to Spider-Man at that time was the, the 90s cartoon. Like, I was obsessed with that. I remember I had the, the Spider-Man backpack, and I actually still have it, and then the Spider-Man lunch pail that went with it. Uh, although I'm missing the thermos from it, dang it. But uh, I have them both. But uh, yeah, I just love that cartoon and had the toys from that. And uh, that was a very faithful, ad- you know, adaptation um, from the comic books. And I think they did a good job um, adapting a lot of those elements into the movie. And, and it's like seeing J. Jonah Jameson played by J.K. Simmons. Like it was, you know, he's like they just peeled him right off the pages of the comic book or out of the out of the scenes from the cartoon. It was He's perfect for that, and that's why they haven't been able to cast anyone else besides him. He's just—he is J. Jonah Jameson. Would you agree? Oh yeah, definitely. I would agree. You know, J.K. Simmons knows how to, you know, make a character come to life. You know, he was in Whiplash. He was in Spider-Man. He will forever be known as J.K. Simmons, or well, yeah, I mean, that's actually, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What am I talking about? Woo. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a joke. He made a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely perfect for that role. Um, what do you think about Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man? Oh, he's awesome. You know, you know, he's like a young Spider-Man at first. But when he gets bit by the radioactive spider, you know, he's going to become Spider-Man. 
you know, the way, you know, the special effects are and the way how he transforms into Spider-Man, how he's using that web slinging, uh, he, he swings from downstairs and his Aunt May says, Ooh! And then, and then, and then <laughs> what uh, is that? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember that in the movie. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think he did a great job. Uh, and I remember a lot of people, uh, he, they say that he doesn't make enough like uh, quips and jokes as Spider-Man. But I think I think uh, I think he's great in the role. I think he's like kind of like the every guy, you know, down on his luck. Although they really play uh, the fact that he's like just like an unwanted nerd. <laughs> like in, in all the other adaptations of Spider-Man, he has friends uh, and you know he's he's somewhat likable, but like from right off the bat in this Spider-Man movie, uh, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker, like he just he's just shit on by like everybody. Of course, the bullies, you know, they're bullying him, and then even like the nerds. There's like that nerdy girl on the bus who doesn't want him to sit next to her for some reason, and and then there's like that that fat kid eating the donut. He just like Mm-mm, he ain't sitting next to me. Like he just. I don't know. I don't know what wh- why they don't like him, but they just they just do not want Peter Parker around. I don't know. Uh, I feel like that that was taken a little to the extreme, but I feel like uh, I feel like he does a really great job as both Spider Man and Peter Parker. Yeah, the only thing I'm you know shocked about is that uh, they took away the joke from Spider Man where he's telling the wrestler that oh, that, yeah. that that joke, and I'm just concerned about that. Like like. Well, why did they take it away? Is it because well, you know, they difference? say that it's like homophobic? I could see their point, but I, I don't take it that way at all. I mean, I I've seen people online who are gay, and then they say that you know they're not they're not bothered by it. I, uh, I mean, it's just a change in in times, I guess. But the way I see it, it was Peter Parker. He wasn't homophobic. Like he, I feel like he was using because uh, you know. But Bone Saw McGraw, you know, he's like, he, he's, you know, he's macho and he's trying to act all manly, you know, and, you know, he has like all the women around him rubbing his muscles and stuff. And he's using his insecurities because he know he wouldn't be comfortable with being gay. So I feel like he's just using that to upset him. You know, not that he's like saying gay is being bad, you know. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, uh, all in all, I enjoyed the first one. It was so fun. It was awesome. It had all the action. It had Willem Dafoe was the Green Goblin. Um, Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. James Franco as Harry Osborn. You know, back then when he wasn't, you know. Before he was canceled. Yeah. Not to know. get too off topic. Not to get too off topic, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know. What do you think about uh, Kirsten Dunst in this role? Oh, she's um, she's a good very she's a good Mary Jane. You know, she has that you know quality of Mary Jane. Um, I noticed in the comic books she has red hair in the comics. Yeah, and then they gave her the red hair in this. I felt like it's like super intense red hair. I, I, I like how they lightened it up in the second movie, and I think the third movie as well. She has like that really intense dyed red hair. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like what it is. I feel like she did the best with what they gave her. Um, but out of all the the love interests in the movie, you know, from um. Uh, Gwen Stacy and the Andrew Garfield movies. And then you have um, Michelle Jones Watson and the Tom Holland movies. I feel like I feel like uh, the Mary Jane played by Kirsten Dunst. Uh, they really they didn't give her much to do. I feel bad because it's like she doesn't you know, she's kind of at some point she becomes kind of a hindrance, especially in the third movie. Like 
I would have liked to see her like team up with uh, Peter Parker and help him, you know, like, you know, like all the others did in the other movies. Uh, but she's she's kind of came this like um, one note character where she's always getting in trouble and she needs saving. I feel like I mean, that was just kind of like what they did in superhero movies back then. They always have the damsel in distress and whatnot. But, you know, I feel like uh, the one thing that's good about the newer Spider-Man movies is that they gave the love interest something actually to do. You know, um, Gwen Stacy was always helping out Peter Parker, trying to figure out how to solve a problem. And same thing with uh, the new MJ. You know, she was always, you know, right there, you know, helping Ned and Peter figure out you know how to fix this, you know, fix the issue in the movie. And uh, yeah. What do you think about that? I thought that was really awesome. You know, the Chris and Dunst, Mary Jane, and then the Zend, uh, Zendaya. Zendaya. Um, uh, uh, Mary Jane? or uh, was, She was Michelle Jones Watson. Oh, Michelle Jones. Yeah, I, I like the Zendaya version of um, Michelle Jones. It's very awesome. Yeah, I think they gave her, they actually gave her a purpose. I mean, it would have been great to see... Uh, you know, Kirsten Dunst's character, like, you know, have as much to do. Uh, like I said, I think it was just the, you know, the thing they did back then. But it would have been nice to see, you know, see her with more purpose instead of just, uh, you know, being uh, someone to save. That would be great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, she did the best with what they gave her. And then um, so what is what would you say is your favorite part about the original Spider-Man movie? Um, Spider-Man saving Mary Jane from the Green Goblin. Oh, that was such an epic scene. I love that. Yeah, and uh, uh, the way he saves her, you know, he just saves her. And, of course, uh, the scene where Green Goblin is making this epic dialogue about, you know, um, Mary Jane and I, we're going to have a hell of a time. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, uh, definitely Willem Dafoe has some great monologues in this. He, he I mean, he always, he always uh, makes an, you know, he does an excellent job with all the roles that he does. And it, this one is no exception. I think it takes what could have been like a one dimensional, like uh, cartoon villain. And uh, he really takes it up a notch. And I think he takes it to the next level when he brings the character back in, uh, you know, the, was it uh, no way home? I think he, he really, really dials it up to 11 on that, but uh, definitely, definitely an epic portrayal of the green goblin. Um, so, you know, of course, the movie, uh, yeah, I feel like it set the precedent for um, all the superhero movies that came after that, where it's, it became kind of cookie cutter after a while. But you have, you know, where you have you introduce the main character and then he, he goes through this like extraordinary circumstance. He becomes a superhero. And at the same time, you know, just by happenstance, you know, the, you have like the, the evil villain. He becomes the supervillain and they, they eventually meet up and then and then uh they have a conflict and then and then the stakes are raised and then eventually, you know, they comes to a head. They have the big fight in the end. And a lot of a lot of um, superhero movies did that. I feel like um, Fantastic Four uh, from what was that? 2004, 2005, 2005. I feel like they did the same uh, cookie cutter thing. And there's some you know other super movies that did that as well. It's very similar the way the Green Goblin and Dr. Doom, uh, you know, uh, are created in that movie and, you know, they're very like um, like businessmen types, and then they're about to lose their contracts, and so they feel rushed into trying to do this project, and then they become the supervillain because of it, and they try and take revenge, and it just uh, 
you know, it's, it's, it seems old fashioned now, but I feel like, uh, I feel like the Spider-Man, uh, did that the best. It feels more, a little bit more genuine because I feel like they were, uh, there wasn't anything like it at the time. I mean, you had the, the X-Men before that and, and then, um, I know that you had Blade, but that was, that was more like of a, like an action horror type movie. I wouldn't, I don't think anyone really knew it was a superhero movie at the time, but, uh, Spider-Man really kind of set itself apart and really made, it really kind of jumped headfirst into its comic book roots. And I feel like it was, although they changed a lot, it was pretty faithful. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember talking earlier about some of the, uh, some of our favorite lines of the movie, you know, how we talked about how Willem Dafoe had some great monologues. What, what would you say is your favorite line in, in the movie? My favorite line is uh, where the Green Goblin talks to Norman Osborn and say like, you know, oh, yeah. the heart Osborn, we must go for the heart. That was, that was excellent. I like, <laughs> that was a good laugh. I like, uh, I like those scenes where he's talking to himself in the mirror. That was, that was a brilliant, I love that. And he did it so well, so switching back and forth between the two. Um, I thought that was just, uh, that was great the way they did that. It reminds me of Moon Knight, uh, reminds me a lot of that when he's talking to himself in the mirror. He has those dual personalities. Um, they're really playing with that kind of, uh, that kind of, uh, you know, multiple personality kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he has some, yeah, I think, uh, my favorite line uh, in the movie, what's, well, it's not so much of a line. It's like a whole monologue, but when, uh, Goblin, uh, he tries to get Spider-Man to join him. And so he goes to the Daily Bugle and he crashes through the building into J. Jonah Jameson's office and he, uh, he gasses Spider-Man and he takes him to the Sleep roof. tight, little spider. Yeah. <laughs> wakey, wakey spider. Yeah, I love that. The whole I remember, I memorized the whole thing. I remember uh, I was yeah I, I watched that movie so much, especially when I got it on. Uh, I only seen it once in theaters, but when I once I got it on DVD, um, I just I watched it over and over and over again. I memorized a lot of the lines, especially the the monologue that the Goblin does on the rooftop. The DVD I, I have actually it was actually yours at one point because I remember I got. Now this was in the times of the when we had. With square TVs were still very common, and, and uh, when DVDs came out, they had uh, full screen and widescreen. And I remember getting the full screen one that's meant for the square TVs, and you had the widescreen one, but you didn't care which one you had. So I asked you if we could tra- we could trade because I like the widescreen because uh, it showed the full you know aspect ratio. <laughs> so we we swapped DVDs and the the DVD that I have now, I just rewatched it the other day and uh, I have it's still the one that you gave me when it first came out, the the widescreen edition. <laughs> yeah, you know it um, you know those uh, movies are so awesome. Spider-Man one, two and three. yeah. awesome as uh, you know, um, it has this you know, um, reference and whatnot but i remember in spider-man 2 where they were going to name that new villain um they were going to give him some names of course and of course that guy gave jonah james jonah jameson a name uh, dr strange oh yeah he said yeah hoffman that's perfect or but it's taken yeah <laughs> i thought that was cool and then that's it, it's like they predicted the future because now sam raimi is directing uh uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's per- is perfect. That uh, is odd, but awesome. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, not to get too off topic. Not uh, get too off topic. We're bringing it back to my point I was making earlier about the the our favorite quotes. 
I uh, love that monologue that the goblin has on the rooftop. I, I totally memorized the whole thing where, uh, he, you know, he, he gasses Spider-Man. He wakes him up on the building to try and get him to join him. And he's like, wake up, little spider. Wake up. No, you're not dead yet. Just paralyzed temporarily. You're an amazing creature, Spider-Man. You and I are not so different. I'm not like you. You're a murderer. Well, to each his own. I chose my path and you chose the way of the hero. And they found you amusing for a while, the people of the city. But the one thing they love more than a hero is to see a hero fail, fall, die trying. Despite of everything you've done for them, eventually they will hate you. Why bother? Because it's right. Here's the real truth. There are eight million people in this city... And those teeming masses exist for the sole purpose of lifting the few exceptional people onto their shoulders. You, me, we're exceptional. I could squash you like a bug right now, but I'm offering you a choice. Join me and imagine what we could accomplish together. What we could create. Or we could destroy, cause the deaths of countless innocents and selfish battle again and again and again until we're both dead. Is that what you want? Think about it, hero. And then he flies off. I mean, I didn't read that off of anything. I just memorized it, just watching it so awesome. many times. Awesome. You know, that, that's great dialogue from <laughs> Willem Dafoe. You know, Willem Dafoe is always going to be the greatest actor in the world. But, you know, I hope he keeps on acting. Oh, yeah. But not to get too off topic, but. Not to get too off topic. Did you hear about the stuff about Ezra Miller? I mean, holy moly. I mean, there was some crazy <laughs> stuff about him. Oh, I mean, he, yeah. he's a flash for one thing, and all of a sudden he's arrested. Oh, I'm yeah, like, I know. He, he's, got, he's been arrested like a few times in the past few months. Uh, I don't know. He's uh, he's going off the rails. I have no idea what's going on with him. Uh, he looks so different. I mean. Yeah, I feel bad for, you know, everyone I involved. I, I feel bad for Ezra Miller, but. I don't feel bad for Ezra Miller. I feel bad for. Get it together. Yeah, I feel bad for everyone involved with the Flash movie because it's kind of have this stigma on it now. Like, I think Warner Brothers doesn't know what to do with it. They're just, I think they're just going to get it out and they're going to wash their hands of them. Because, I mean, they, they invested so much money into it at this point that they feel like they have to release it. And it has uh, poor Michael Keaton returning as Batman. And you have this this nut as your main, your main, the main character in the movie. I don't know. That's cool. You know, I like Michael Keaton as Batman. I'm glad that he's going to reprise his role as Batman. But uh, not to get too off topic. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting off topic. There's so much strange stuff in the world. You no know, news and whatnot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that the Internet's been invented, I suppose that strange news will come out and whatnot about celebrities and whatnot but that's just the way of the world definitely yeah anyway so uh back to uh back to spider-man uh yeah just a wonderful story so you know starts off with um like i said peter parker he's this nerdlinger he get getting bullied by everybody even the other nerds and uh they go on this class field trip and, uh, you know, where they're doing experiments with these spiders and he meets up with his friend, uh, Harry Osborn, who's known for a while now. And of course, his dad is Norman Osborn and uh, he's in love with Mary Jane. And, um, you know, he's taking pictures because, you know, he he, uh, he ends up talking with her and he wants to get pictures of, uh, of students for the for the school newspaper. And then, of course, he, he sees an opportunity to get some pictures of Mary Jane and uh, one of the spiders gets loose and 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 ends up biting him on the hand. You know, he gets transformed into uh, Spider-Man. And uh, there's actually a little bit of uh, interesting fact here. Uh, I saw the other day, 
uh, actually learned this. I was watching a video from Red Letter Media. Um, there's a montage when Spider-Man, uh, when Peter Parker's turning into Spider-Man and he's like, you know, he's like underneath the blankets shivering and there's like little flashes of, uh, you know, the images of, you know, him turning, you know, into, you know, getting his superpowers. And they actually use some clips from Darkman. Uh, I think, I think it's like, uh, there's like a, a clips of like, um, like spiders or something. I forget exactly what it was. I think it was Darkman. But they used clips from other Sam Raimi movies because they, they ran out of budget to do like a little montage transformation sequence. So they, they cobbled together random clips from other movies and stuff. Uh, yeah. And that's, uh, that's part of the ingenuity I was talking about when Sam, you know, Sam Raimi being an indie filmmaker. Yeah, were, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome the way you said it. You know, I mean, they did, you know, put a little special effects in Darkman and Spider-Man. So I guess... I think it, I think it was Darkman. I, I could be, I had that wrong. It has to be. I mean, you know, because, you know, I've seen... All three of them, and they're... Oh, the Darkman movies? Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. You know, the Lee Neeson one is very, very good. I got to give it two thumbs up. The second one is very, very good because, you know, it has the same guy, you know, and... I thought, I thought it was a different actor. No, it was... Well, actually, the different actor plays... Um, Darkman, right? Darkman. Arnold Vosloo plays Darkman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have... Uh, Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn, uh, he's, you know, working at Oscorp and, and you have like all the, the board members coming in, uh, to try and, you know, evaluate what's going on. They're, they're working on this, uh, super soldier, almost like a super soldier serum, uh, where it's supposed to, you know, give, you know, make these like super strength, um, soldiers for the battlefield and they keep testing it, but it, it, it's, uh, it's not working. It's making their test subjects go crazy. And so, uh, they're going to have to rework the formula, but the board members aren't happy. And, um, and so, uh, Norman Osborn decides to test it on himself just cause he wants, he wants this thing to work. So that way, you know, they can, uh, they can get it running and they can start making money off of it. And so, uh, he takes the serum and of course it goes, it goes haywire. He ends up turning into the goblin and he throws poor, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Some, um, uh, Doctor Strom. Doctor Strom. Yes, that's the, him. the guy with the glasses and the bald head. He, yeah, he grabs him by the throat and he throws him into the the cart of, of electronic equipment. And um, it's pretty out there, you know. Yeah. Didn't realize they were going to do that, but hey, you know, I mean, I, I guess run a budget or I, I, I have no idea what I do they were going to do, but you know, I mean, all in all, I like Spider Man one, two, three. I mean, it's they're all awesome. Oh yeah, Tom Holland versus Spider Man, very, 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 very awesome. Yeah, they all have their own good um, reasons why I like them, but uh, I feel like they're all each a good take on the character. But uh, I'd say my favorite is to Tobey Maguire ones. I feel like they have that they just have that feel of the OG like original comic books, The Amazing Spider Man, which is ironic because uh, I feel like the Amazing Spider Man movies remind me a lot of the Ultimates uh, in a way. Um, so it's, it's just interesting <laughs> that that one's called amazing Spider-Man, but, um, so what do you think about the green goblin suit in this? I know that a lot, of, it's a, there's a big, uh, debate about, you know, a lot of people thinks it looks, a lot of people think it looks silly. Um, I didn't mind it so much. I, uh, it does, although it does, you know, uh, like a lot of people say it, it looks like it does look like a power Rangers costume. <laughs> what do you think? Well, about I know. It? I mean, it does look different, but I heard that there was a rumor that James Franco was going to be like could be in the Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm like, uh, I don't think he's going to be in there. 
I think it's going to just be Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think James Franco is going to be anywhere near these movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, with this history, I don't think he is. But, you know, uh, I just think, that, you know, Willem Dafoe should do more movies. Yeah, yeah, he, he was he great. Before he retires. Oh, yeah, he was, he's going to be in more movies. He, he just loves acting. He just... Um, he just throws himself into the role. I mean, and uh, when he was in No Way Home, uh, reprising the role as the Goblin, he wanted to do as many of the stunts as he could. I mean, he's he's a lot older now than when he was when he first did the role, but like he was still game for doing a lot of the stunts. And he uh, he just loved beating the crap out of Peter Parker. And he's you know he just he just is a guy who loves acting, and I think that it just it just shows in his roles. It comes out it, so much energy, you know. Um, but personally, I don't mind the suit, although I did, I love what they did with it in, in, in no way home, um, getting rid of the mask and then adding that purple hood. It just, it just made it uh, so much more like not only comic accurate, but it made it look more badass. And then you could see Willem Dafoe emote, you know, finally, cause he has, he's such a, uh, you know, expressive, um, actor. Did you like what they did with the costume in that? Oh, yeah. Very, very, very fantastic. You know, I think it was, you know, they, they made that costume. They wanted to make it to the comic books. But I do believe, that, you know, that was really, really awesome. I hope they make another, another Spider-Man movie because I'm a fan of Spider-Man. And, you know, everyone else is a fan of Spider-Man. So I hope that, you know, uh, Tom Holland makes more Spider-Man movies before he um, is out of his contract. Or I have no idea how that works and... Hollywood. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, they, they do have more movies in the uh, in the works. Um, from what I, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I I heard that they're they're planning another trilogy. Um, so we'll see what they do with that. Um, I'm almost ready to see a Miles Morales movie. Like I've been waiting for him, and of course Donald Glover. You know, he played um, his uncle in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming. So that's gonna be exciting. I know for a while people were campaigning to see Donald Glover as, as Spider-Man, uh, as Miles Morales. Um, but, you know, now that he's older, I think it's great that he could definitely play uh, Uncle Aaron, uh, who, you know, becomes the Prowler, I think, right? Oh, yeah. the, the As we saw in uh, the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Really, really awesome. By the way, artistic, very different, very nuanced. You're talking I about like the, the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Very that, different, yeah, and so cool. the fact that they had a Stanley cameo, which is very, very memorable, very awesome. I was glad that they uh, threw it in there. I mean, I like Stanley, oh, very, yeah. very good. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, yeah, I heard that they're actually supposed to have uh, Toby Maguire come back um, as one of the Spider Men, but I'm glad they saved him for uh, for No Way Home. Um, did you know that originally uh, they were they were going to have a different uh, appearance of the Goblin in the original Spider Man movie? Oh, I didn't know about that. Um, what yeah. appearance was it? Was it uh, Bruce Campbell playing the Green Goblin, or well, was not it a different actor? Vice but versa. Not not a different actor, but they actually had a different. Uh, they didn't have like the the helmet that they did in the movie, as it appears. Um, they actually had a prosthetic. So the, there was a company. I think it's called Amalgamated Dynamics, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they created like this full head prosthetic. It looks comic accurate. It's beautiful. Uh, you could see videos of it on YouTube, uh, and it's it looks just like it does in the comic books. He has you know the goblin face. Uh, they actually had like a fully articulated um, like brow that they it was all animatronic, and then uh, it had like these lenses for the eyes, and it just looked amazing. But uh, eventually they voted against it because they said, well, the audience isn't going to understand how he's wearing a mask. That's so you know 
that articulates so much. It's like, <laughs> I feel like they don't give the audience enough credit. And they had a built-in explanation because uh, Norman Osborn in the movie, he worked with uh, nanotechnology. So they could have said it's like a nanotech type of mask, you know. But unfortunately, they decided against it and we got the, uh, the Power Rangers mask. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is, but I like the Spider-Man movies, you know, no doubt about it. Yeah. Very, very good. Got to give it two thumbs up. Definitely. Uh, what do you think about uh, the Aunt May and Uncle Ben in these movies? Oh, they're very, very good. I think you know? they're my favorite uh, actor, you know, actors who, who portray these two characters. Um, uh, Sally Field, of course, she did a great job, and then uh, Marissa Tomei as well, but I feel like... I feel like uh, Rosemary Harris uh, did an excellent job. You know, I feel like she felt like, you know, she came right off the pages of the comic book. And then um, uh, who played the original? I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, the original Uncle Ben. Uh, Cliff Robertson. Cliff Robertson. May he rest in peace. Yes, yes. He, excellent Uncle Ben. I feel like, and then I know a lot of people, uh, at least a lot of people I've heard, they say it doesn't make sense why they're so old compared to Peter Parker. I, I mean, I'm willing to believe maybe they, you know, maybe, um, maybe Ben was the oldest brother out of the family and maybe Peter's dad had him at an older age. You know, it's possible, you know, I think he was only supposed to be like 60, was he 64 or something he said in the movie? Something, or something, something like that, like you that. know, he's like, you know, um, a different age or whatnot, yeah. but you know, may may he rest in peace. No, Cliff Robinson, you are a truly, truly iconic actor. Oh yeah, definitely. But I feel like the, they, the way they portrayed the char- characters were just like ripped right out of the comic books, and that you know, of course, the the epic scene, uh, it's iconic. You know, of course, now they've included it in all the other movies when he gives that line. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, what a bold. That, dialogue. Yeah, it's an amazing scene when they're sitting in the car. You really feel that emotion. I feel like they didn't. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get that in in the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, it was uh, what's who who played him? Martin Sheen. Uh, Cliff Robertson. No, but uh, in the, Martin in the uh, Martin, yeah, Martin Sheen played Martin him in Sheen. the Amazing Spider-Man, and I feel like awesome. he did an okay job. I feel like he could have been in a great Uncle Ben, but I feel like it, it suffers the problem a lot of uh, reboots do is that it dances around. Uh, you know, a lot of the great stuff from the comic books because it's already been done in the previous movie. And so they have to try and find a way of making it new. So it's like he tried delivering like an amazing uh, with great power comes great responsibility type of line. But they couldn't use that because they didn't want to. They wanted to make it a little different from the original, you know, Sam Raimi Spider-Man. So he kind of gave that line, but it was like slightly different. It's it just sounded awkward because he's like, if you have a. if you have abilities, you have a responsibility to do that, you know, to do the things. And it's like, you know, it was so much more, uh, it was, it was way, I can't speak today. <laughs> it was very, very good. Yeah. It, you know, it, very, very good. Yeah, that, very that sounds, awesome. Just put it simply. It was very good the way, uh, <laughs> uh, the way they did it in the original Raimi movies and Cliff Robertson was just, you know, he's just wonder, wonderful in that role. Yeah, you know, very, very fantastic, very, very you know, memorable actor. Yeah, I remember his portrayal in the Batman TV series. He played Shame the Cowboy. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, and he was in a couple of the Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I do. I remember that, but I didn't know he was in the the, the original Batman. <laughs> well, you know, it was campy. It was you no know, spoof of Batman, but hey, you gotta love Adam West and his attire. You know. Oh, yeah. 
those uh, dialogues and whatnot, you know, he is the bright knight to all of us. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, there's such such emotion from that scene. And then, uh, you know, you really feel bad for Uncle Ben and you know what Peter Parker's going through. He's just trying to figure out he's trying to navigate his life with with these abilities. And, you know, he's in the midst of becoming who he's supposed to be. You know, he's about to try and use his powers to win that wrestling match, uh, to get a car to impress Mary Jane. And Uncle Ben, you know, he sees a lot of the, the turmoil that's going on with Peter Parker and he's just trying to give him some advice, you know, hey, be careful who you become, because this is the moment where you become the person you're going to become for the rest of your life. And, you know, of course, he doesn't know he has superpowers, but you're just talking in general about, you know, becoming a man and whatnot. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, Peter Parker, you know, typical teenager, he's like, he wants to do what he's going to do. And he's like, hey, you know, stop pretending to be my dad. You're not my dad. And then, you know, Uncle Ben, he just leaves. He's like, OK, you know, that's what you want. And he. He goes and does his thing at the wrestling match. And, uh, you know, of course, that's the moment where he uh, he fights against uh, in the comic books. It was Crusher Hogan. And in this one, it's Bonesaw McGraw played by the great uh, Randy. Who was it? Uh, Macho Man Mach- Randy yeah, Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. And you know that Macho oh, Man yeah. voice. Oh, yeah. I got you for three minutes of plate time. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, but uh. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a very, very emotional moment when, you know, Uncle Ben got shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it was very, very sad. Yeah, you know? so he so he wins. Sad. You know, he wins the match, uh, but then the uh, the wrestling promoter, he kind of, he promised him 3000 for three minutes in the ring. Uh, but then he's like, you know, I'll give you 100 bucks because, you know, you're supposed to be in there for three minutes and you pinned him in two minutes. So you didn't, you didn't give me the full three minutes, so I'm going to give you 100. Um, so, you know, Peter Parr, the Peter Parker, he, he feels cheated out of the money. And so when uh, when the, the ring, uh, when the guy gets robbed, you know, he, he lets the robber go because he's like, hey, you know, I missed the part where that's my problem. <laughs> I love that line in there. I always use that. I use that quote frequently. <laughs> yeah, and you then, know, that's a good quote. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't use it regularly because, you know, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's just a weird quote. But, yeah, you know, I, I use it every day <laughs> when something's. When something's not my, none of my business, I mean, like I missed the part, but that's my problem. Anyway, um, so of course, you know, in a great tragedy, uh, the the robber that he lets go. Um, oh, played by Michael Papa John. Papa John. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I met I met the guy at San Diego Comic Con. I think in like two thousand nine or something. Wow, like that. that's a, that's awesome. I have you did get his autograph, <laughs> did you? Uh, I got. Three pictures autographed. Uh, they're the, uh, you know how like the, there a couple of them are the scenes from the movies, like stills from the movies. And one of them is that epic uh, painting that they did for the beginning montage of Spider-Man 2 um, by Alex Ross. And it has a picture of him, um, you know, painted. And I got that autographed as well. So he gave me three autographs. He was awesome. so nice. He was talking with me. And then I have, I took pictures with him. I'll post that up on, on, uh, on social media. Uh, but I took some pictures with him. He was such a nice guy <laughs> and he, he posed with me like he was grabbing me, uh, by the collar, like he had a gun to my head and it was, it was great. And he even gave me his resume for some reason. I think that's kind of cool. You could see all the movies he was in up to that point. Uh, he did a lot of stunt work and, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of little acting gigs here and there. And he's, he's a great guy. Um, that's a holy moly moment, you know, yeah. that's. 
that that's that gift that keeps on giving yeah yeah autographs still with that but i never got an autograph from comic-con but oh yeah i just I th- don't you give up uh, i thought you got lou ferrigno oh yeah i, I did it i did I, yeah. I got an autograph from lou ferrigno the thing was that i think that he was upset about being there so i guess like <laughs> he uh he he's probably tired away but he's tired but you know he's busy man you know yeah busy man but he still will always be the hulk oh yeah big and muscular Definitely. Uh, anyway, not to get too off topic here. Not to get way too off topic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Papa John, he was great. And of course, you know, he's so he played um, later in Spider-Man 3. We learn his name is like Carradine or something like that. Uh, Robert Carradine or so. No, anyway, I don't know. If that's one. I don't know. <laughs> that's, one, that's one of the Carradine brothers. I, you know, it's, it, it was, something you like know. that. His name is like Carradine. And he, he apparently... He wasn't the one who actually killed Uncle Ben, but I, I don't like that whole thing. Yeah, really. you know the flashbacks are, is what it is. But anyway, so all he, all, he, I like all one, two, and three of it. But I yeah. like the fact that Thomas Hayden Church played the Sandman, but in fact he was in the flashback. Uh, that was you know with the, you know Uncle Ben scene, the one that they yeah. deleted from yeah. one of the movies. But I, I wasn't just, a fan of that twist. I yeah, think it's it was, like they, they should have just left it the way it was. But anyway, exactly, so in it. in this movie, um, Papa John. The, the the you know the guy who robbed the the the, the wrestling match, uh, you know he in a tragic twist it turns out you know after Peter Parker let him go he goes uh, to steal Uncle Ben's car and then they they ended up uh, getting in a struggle and you know shoots Uncle Ben and then that's what that's like the moment the fin- defining moment that turns Peter Parker into Spider Man because he realized that uh, you know he he fucked up and uh, he should have uh, he should have put his principles before. You know his selfishness, and um, and so he he goes in that epic chase where he chases down the robber, and uh, he he first learns how to web swing. It's just so cool because <laughs> he he tried it earlier um, when he uh, he was jumping from rooftop to rooftop when he first learned that he had powers, and he tried web swinging, but then he ended up crashing into the building. Um, but then this is his first defining moment of web swing. I think this is one of the best web swinging scenes. I know uh, a lot of people say that the web swinging scenes in the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man aren't, aren't really that good, but I, I just love, uh, I love the take that they did with this movie, especially, um, where the, I, I know, the, um, like in some of the behind the scenes stuff, Sam Raimi is said to have described it as like a, you know, like dance, like he's doing like dance moves in the sky and you can see it, especially in the scene where he first learns the web swing, he's chasing after the car and he's like swinging and he's like twirling around and it's, just, it's very well choreographed. And I love the camera movements in this cause the way they, they did the digital camera movements, it's, it's almost as if someone's like swinging along with him trying to keep up and it's not quite right. Like in, in the other uh, Spider-Man movies, the camera is like perfectly centered on Spider-Man and you kind of see him perfectly, um, dead center in the shot but this one like sometimes the you know the camera accidentally swings you know too much past him and it has to catch up and it, it just like that chaos it, it just adds a lot of uh weight to the to the web swinging scenes but you know of course he's chasing him down he lands on the car and he and they end up crashing into that abandoned building it's such a great scene he's uh he like he comes down from the shadows you can see him hanging upside down like that classic pose in the spider-man you know comic books and then eventually he uh he defeats him and he accidentally uh, falls out the window and and then uh, and yeah he contemplates his life and uh, what happened with Uncle Ben and eventually it leads him to becoming Spider Man. Yeah, so it's a very very unique story, but um, 
Um, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, they're all my favorites. But, uh, you know, Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man is very, very different. You know, he's like a high schooler, a middle schooler, very, very young. But, you know, I mean, all in all, all my favorites. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah, I think as they went along, they did a better job of getting people who actually looked like they were in high school. Because, I mean, Tom Holland, he... I mean, he was a, he was older than a high schooler, but I feel like I mean he's he was like pretty much close to being just out of high school at that point when they first cast him, and I mean he very much looks the part of a high schooler, and a lot of the people who are in the movie were you know were of the proper age or around that age uh, compared to you know starting off with the you know Sam Raimi Spider Man movies where everyone looked like they're in their twenties or thirties, it's like at that point especially around that time like a lot of the people cast as high schoolers were like way older than they should have been so it's kind of comedic because i remember a lot of people were saying that the teacher um that that was with them on that field trip they he looked like he was the same age as the, the students it's like you can't even tell them apart other than the fact that he's you know he's talking to them as the teacher <laughs> it just gets funny um but yeah I, I think as they went along they started getting people more age appropriate and it's more believable but it's not too big of an issue for me i don't i didn't mind it Although I thought Joe Manganiello, we were talking about this before we started the podcast. I thought he. Oh would yeah, have, that uh, big muscular guy. You yeah, know, the, I thought he would have made a better Eddie Eddie Brock than uh, exactly than Topher Grace. Exactly, but the the whole point is that you know, uh, Topher Grace is still a good actor, but you know, I still wish that they got Joe Manganiello as Eddie Brock. I mean, like you know, I mean, I I just felt that you know it was a little different, but I didn't mind it all, but. All in all, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi version is very, 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 very good. Yeah. All in all. Yeah, and then I love, uh, although it follows a lot of the old school movie tropes of superhero movies, um, like the montage scenes, but I don't know, it's, I kind of like it. It's like you don't see that in, anymore, really, in, in a lot of these superhero movies. And a lot of times it's for the best. They've really uh, upped their game when it comes to quality of, of, of superhero movies. But I kind of, I don't know, I, I kind of like it. it takes me back to that time, like, you know, the Christopher Reeves Superman, where they do like the montage of them saving uh, people and whatnot. You know, like he uh, he stops those, the you know, the robber climbing up the building with the suction cups and he goes and saves a cat out of a tree and he just, you know, shows them doing a superhero thing. And they do this in this movie. Uh, you see uh, after he finally becomes Spider-Man, um, and he creates a suit and everything. And then he goes and he's, you know, he stops a robber. Uh, that's, it's robbing like a little, um, you know, convenience store. And then he, he stops like a jewelry heist. And I love that little montage sequence. And then you have the people, the random people of New York talking about him. You know, I think he's building a nest in the Lincoln Center fountain. You know, I think he's human. I think he's a man, could be a woman. And then they have that's that one. That's weird, weird <laughs> stuff. But hey, wasn't there cameos in the first one? Yeah, there's a. I was going to talk about. There's a cameo by Lucy Lawless. Um, she's she's one of the people that's talking about Spider Man. A guy with eight hands sounds hot. Well, that's <laughs> cool cameo. I didn't realize. Yeah, but hey, I think, you know, it's Lucy yeah, Lawless, Xena, Warrior Princess. Yeah, because I think uh, she was in it. Because I'm pretty. I'm not 100%, but I know Sam Raimi had something to do with, like, the production of Xena. I think he was, like, a producer on it or something. And I know Ted Raimi, uh, he was on the show as, a, like, a reoccurring character and whatnot. But, yeah, uh, that's, that was a little fun little cameo. Yeah, it's just, like, those little character moments was random. I know uh, Sam Raimi likes doing that a lot, just including little uh, character reactions from random people. Um, 
And he does that again later uh, when you have like uh, when you first see Spider-Man fighting the Green Goblin in that scene. Awesome. Uh, you have like, you know, like that woman. It's Spider-Man. It's, it's cheesy, but it's it's fun. You know, it's good. You that, know, was, that was a good scene. I like very, that. Very, very good. Yeah. I like that Unity Day, uh, the Unity Day festival fight with like, all the balloons. Yeah. Very, very, although, very good. <laughs> although it's a little it's well, not a little. It's a lot of a lot dated. You have that uh, scene with Macy Gray <laughs> performing. <laughs> It's so funny. I, I love that's the nutty nutmeg fantasy. She's yeah, you know, the, <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, stuff it like that. It's just so funny, you know. Yeah. Spider-Man one, two, three. Uh, Sam Raimi versions of Spider-Man. The Tom Holland version of Spider-Man. Uh-huh. You know, I, I hope Sony makes a Sinister Six. I hope. I know. They do. Yeah, I. I don't know. I hope they do it right. I don't know what they're doing over there. Right now they're focused on El Muerto, apparently. So yeah, we'll so see. I have no <laughs> idea what that character is, but I hope Me they do neither. a good job. I hope that they make a Sister Six. Well, if you want to catch up, right? If you want to catch up on El Muerto, it's only two two issues that he's in, so it should be fairly easy to re- to read his backstory. So yeah, I I hope they make a Craven the Hunter movie. Well, yeah, they they're working on that. Remember we talked about that. that oh yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnson. We're talking about, it, but you know, I mean, I uh, um, so. I mean, like, you know, it is what it is. So Sony's making their movies. They're taking it in a different direction, but they just did it with the script. Yeah, they're, they're just doing their own thing, I guess. But yeah, yeah, the, the whole scene with the Unity Day Festival is kind of neat. I, although <laughs> there's one part that's silly uh, when, when the, the goblin throws his pumpkin bomb. And then uh, it turns it turns the board members into skeletons. I thought that was kind of silly. I, I felt like an explosion would have sufficed to show. Yeah, up. you know, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But you know, I mean, maybe a little bit more dramatic, a little theatrical. You know, it's a little different. But you know, it is what it is. You know, Green Goblin's a bad guy, um, and of course, uh, Stanley does his cameos in the first one, in the second one, and in the third one. Oh yeah, so some great cameos. In this one, I think he just like saves people from some rubble, right? He's like, look out! And he, he pulls him back. And then uh, my favorite cameo from him in the original Spider-Man movies is the third one. Where he's just like He has like that little line where he's watching, uh, where Peter Parker's watching a video of himself as Spider-Man on, uh, I think he's like walking around New York and they're doing like a little tribute to Spider-Man because everyone likes him at this point. And then he, he's, he stands next to Peter Parker and he looks at the video. He's like, you know, some people can make a difference. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah, you I know, like very, very, moment. very, very good. You know, I mean, it has you know, Stan Lee cameos, very, very fun. Uh, all in all, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi movies are very, very, very good. Um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, very, very good. I hope they make more. I mean, I really think that you know it shows you know promise. You know, shows a lot of potential to Tom Holland as a actor you know when he plays Peter Parker there was a story about him um there was something about like like, Tom Holland undercovering as a middle school student or a high school student or something like that I mean that's how he got the role or I have no idea how it went but yeah I know uh I know that yeah there was some story about how he I think uh he was working with um, John Bernthal, who plays Punisher and you know, he's in The Walking Dead as Shane and whatnot. Um, there was like a story where he was working on a movie with him or something. And I think he, he helped him get the role or something like that. And he'd get, he'd get into the audition room. I remember when he was down to like him and uh, there was an actor named like Asa Butterfield or something like that. And they, they were like very close 
And, uh, you know, of course, Tom Holland won out the role. He's great. And I, I think what sold him too is like he he did a lot of his own stunts. Like he he filmed video of himself like doing backflips and and in in the movies like he does a lot of those like flips and 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 tricks and I think that's what kind of cinched that because like he really embodied that physical aspect of of uh, Spider Man and also he's a great Peter Parker as well. So uh, yeah, back to the original uh, 2002 movie. What do you think about the the endings? Awesome. Uh, where he fights the goblin. Uh, I was surprised to see that that bridge sequence. I almost thought, you know, they were going to kill off Mary Jane, and then, of course, you know, he's upset. Yeah, but it was very. Uh, they took, you know, they took that element like directly from the comic books of that whole, the bridge scene with the goblin from the um, Gwen Stacy. You know, the famous death of Gwen Stacy. So I thought, oh man, they're going to kill off Mary Jane, but they didn't. Uh, it was just kind of like a little nod to that that moment in the comic books. You know, luckily, uh, he's able to save her and uh, he saves the kids, too, because uh, Goblin gives him a choice. You know, he has uh, one of those uh, Roosevelt uh, bridge or what is it called? Uh, it's like a little San Francisco no, uh, it's not bridge. So, it's New York, but it's like a Roosevelt Island, like transport. That's it's a, it's like on cables. Cable car. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Well, it's like a kind of like a cable car, but it, it, it goes through the air. And so he, he cuts the wires and he's holding the car full of, uh, I think they're like kids going on some kind of trip. And then so he has a bunch of them in the car in one hand, he's going to drop it and he has Mary Jane in the other hand and he gives them a proposition like, you know, save either save one or the other. And, you know, you make your choice. This is this is the kind of things that happens when you're a hero. And so he drops them both. And, you know, Spider-Man being Spider-Man, he saves he saves uh, everybody. Uh, yeah, much. doing what he does, you know, he <laughs> has that strong muscle. But, you know, I mean, like, I, I guess, you know, Spider-Man in his own way, a little bit, you know, um, you know, brilliant but lazy. But you know, he he still gets the job done as Spider Man. Yeah, uh, but I love that. I love that goblin fight scene at the end of the the original movie. That was so epic, and I'm glad that I'm glad that Goblin. He was like almost like the main villain of of uh, No Way Home because like he was such a solid villain in the first movie, and they really upped it in the, in, in in No Way Home, but. I love that scene. It's straight out of the comic books when uh, after Spider-Man saves Mary Jane and, and the, all the kids and then he gets pissed at him. So he, he gets his like he gets like this bolo rope and he wraps it around Peter Parker's waist and he pulls him through the air. It's like it's a scene straight out of the comic books. Famous image. Uh, I actually have like a little um, like a collectible statue of it. Where he's, where he's carrying Spider-Man on the rope pulling him through the air and he swings him through the, the, that brick building, that abandoned building and he beats the shit out of him. And yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, has all that rough toss and whatnot, but it has all that stuff. Um, yeah, they did such a great job. I love when, the, you know, he, he gets thrown through that building and all of a sudden a pumpkin bomb just lands and everything goes like dead quiet. And all you hear is the pumpkin bomb, pumpkin bomb hit the ground and it bounces up and explodes in his face. And he just gets, he just gets fucked up. Oh no. And then he flies through like the brick wall and he, he just gets the shit beat out of him. And then, of course, Spider-Man perseveres. I like that scene where he's like shooting that giant web at him and he tears it down and just, just beat each other up. And finally, uh, after Goblin threatens Mary Jane, he musters up all the strength that he has. And he's about to stab him with that pointy spear thing that he has. And then he throws him against the brick wall and he brings the brick wall crashing down on Goblin. And then, and then finally... Uh, for a brief moment, uh, Norman Osborn comes out and he's like, hey, it's me. You know, stop. And then um, 
And then he tries to appeal to Peter Parker. Hey, I had nothing to do with it. The goblin did it. And then uh, meanwhile, he's secretly trying to get his uh, his glider in position to stab him. And then, you know, little does he know that he has uh, Spidey sense and uh, he jumps out of the way and impales himself, just like out of the comic books, impales himself on his glider, which sets up the next few movies where uh, Harry Osborn has a vendetta against Spider-Man. It's just great. I just love everything about this movie. Yeah, you know, it is what it is, you know, movies like that, you know, deserve, you know, a prequel, a sequel. Um, yeah. They do it right. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, they spawned the, the great, one of the great uh, superhero movies of all time, Spider-Man 2. I mean, they did such a great job. Awesome. And Alfred Molina, Stock Ock, it was very, perfect. Very, very fantastic. I remember coming out of the first Spider-Man movie and be like, I wonder who's going to be the next one. And Doc Ock was one of the ones I had in my mind. Uh, and then, sure enough, you know, of course, he's a classic, classic villain. And, um, you know, of course, Spider-Man 3 wasn't as good. And, but now I think over time... I'm starting to uh, see all the good things about it. It had, you know, a, a lot of this, all the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies had these great um, kind of moral, uh, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> they had like these. Um, Different stuff? Yeah. Uh, stuff like that? They had, like, like, they had like these, um, I can't, I can't think today. That's like the rough <laughs> toss, the action. I still wish that, you know, that uh, Joe Manganiello should have played, you know, Eddie Brock. Uh, yeah. We would still see that classic venom of his. But of course, you know, Topher Grace, as his per usual acting skills, you know, he is, a, you know, the character Eric Foreman. In yeah. that 70s show, so yeah. that will remember him. By, I think what but. they were trying to do with that, they were trying to make a character that was like a, a mirror image of Peter Parker. They wanted to get someone who, you know, who was kind of similar, you know, but he had a, definitely a different moral perspective. But they wanted someone that was a little more on par with, you know, Tobey Maguire. So they got Topher Grace to show, you know, they're they're like, you know, two individuals that are like the mirror image of each other. One has good, you know, good morals and one has bad morals. Um, but I feel like they should have gone more the classic route with the muscly Eddie Brock. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is, but you although know, actually, I actually, you know, the newer venom with, uh, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. I mean, obviously visually, you know, he's, he's a lot, you know, more close to the comic books, but personally, I think I like the, the dark route that they kind of took with, Venom in the Sam Raimi movies, like yeah, very, very different, very nuanced, yeah, but very, it, very yeah, different. Yeah, I felt that um, you know, even though Venom was kind of shoehorned into Spider-Man Three, you know, much to uh, uh, Sam Raimi's dismay, he didn't want him in the movie. He didn't understand the character, which I felt like if you have a director, you should let him, you know, utilize the villains that he feels like are our best. But of course, you know, Sony intervened and they shoehorned. Venom into it. But I feel like he did the best that he could with it. And um, they had some good moments. I like that that moment when uh, Peter Parker exposes uh, Topher Grace. Well, Eddie Brock is a fraud uh, because he's trying to uh, he's trying to he, he photoshopped a picture of Spider-Man to, to get Spider-Man in trouble. And then uh, Peter Parker exposed that the, the image was a fake uh, and, and he got Eddie Brock fired. And so he he uh, just before, uh, or just, you know, when Eddie Brock was about to get fired, uh, Peter Parker grabbed him. And that's when he has, he turns into Bully Maguire. He has the symbiote and he has like the emo hair. And he, he grabs Eddie Brock and he's like, hey, if you want forgiveness, Brock, get religion. And so Eddie Brock goes to church and he asks God to kill Spider-Man. 
which is a random it's, thing to say. It's but kind of dark. I, I like that. It was kind of it showed a, you know, the darkness that they really brought to that character. And then of course, you know, he gets the symbiote dripped on him, just like right out of the comic books. You know, Peter Parker's in the bell tower and the bell, uh, the vibrations from the bell. Uh, you get the symbiote off of him and it drips onto Eddie Brock. I thought, you know, for all the the bad aspects of that movie, it had some really good moments in it. But, the, the, you know, he did what he could with it. And unfortunately, you know, they didn't get to make Spider-Man 4. It would have been great to see he... Uh, Bruce Campbell as Mysterio. Oh, yeah. They're supposed to have Bruce Campbell as a little cameo as Mysterio. But then... Uh, um, it would have been great because they were supposed to have Vulture played by um, John Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich. That would have been epic. And there's really a, awesome online. You can actually watch a storyboard um, that they that they released of what the uh, fight, the final fight scene between Spider-Man and Vulture would have been like. And someone created an animatic based off the storyboard. And it looks great. Um, but, you know, we never got to see it. I still have a magazine, a wizard magazine that says, it talks about Spider-Man 4, you know, you know who's going to be the villains. And, you know, it just, uh, it's unfortunate we didn't get another, another movie, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Spider-Man 2002, great, great movie. I still watch it to this day. It just, it's one of those movies you just put on and it just takes you back. Uh, yep. I remember I used to watch it a lot when, uh, like sometimes I would stay home sick and I would just pop that movie on. Great movie. Yep. It's um, very good. Yeah. What do you say we do a little, uh, before we sign off, uh, what do you say we do a little bit of uh, Spider-Man trivia? Cool. Yeah. I pulled up a little quiz here uh, from BuzzFeed. Let's see if, let's see how many of these uh, questions you can answer. Uh, so how well do you know uh, Spider-Man from 2002? Uh, some of these are pretty easy. Some of them are a little more difficult. So let's see. Uh, what was Peter doing uh, in the first Spider-Man movie, when he was bitten by a spider, was he spray painting? Was he looking through a telescope? Was he taking a photo of Mary Jane, or was he talking to Harry? Uh, he was talking to Mary Jane. Uh, you know, I'm going to give that one to you. Yeah, I mean, he was he was talking to her, and he was taking a photo of her. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, question number two: uh, What does this bully do to Peter Parker when when Peter's looking for a seat on the bus? Does he punch him in the face? Does he give him a wedgie? Does he trip him, or does he shoot a spitball at him? Uh, trip him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my buzzer didn't work there for a second. Yeah, yeah. He trips him, and then he falls, and his glasses fall off, and everyone's laughing at him because apparently everybody hates Peter Parker. I don't know what he did did to deserve that, but yeah. Uh, question number three, what are Norman's first words when he wakes up after the experiment goes awry or awry? I don't know. How you... <laughs> uh, what went wrong? Well, that didn't go as I expected. Back to formula or shall we try again? Back to formula. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yes. Back to formula. And he throws... And he throws poor uh, Dr. Strom. Dr. Strom, and he kills him, I guess. Yeah. He, yeah, he killed him. Super strength. Poor guy. He just, he was warning him. He warned him. Uh, question number four, I think. Uh, Peter falls ill after being bitten by the spider. What was the first change he noticed when he wakes up? Uh, he no longer needs glasses. He's ripped. His reflexes are improved or his hands are sticky. His uh, reflexes are improved. No, 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 no. I think it was that. Uh, oh, that buzzer was loud. I think it's uh, that he no longer needs glasses. 
Yeah, yeah. I remember. Remember, he wakes up. He puts on his glasses. Oh yeah, he needs little glasses. Oh yeah, the, that's it. Yeah, and then he realizes, hey, what the heck? I don't need glasses anymore. <laughs> I wish that would happen to me. <laughs> uh, okay, next question: When Mary Jane slips and Peter Parker catches her and her uh, her food, which of these items is not on the tray? Uh, milk, an apple, a taco, or a sandwich? A taco. Yes, yes, you're right. Good memory. Uh, what, what's Peter's motivation for trying to win money, uh, by entering a fight? He wants to help his aunt and uncle financially. Uh, he wants to buy a car to impress Mary Jane, or he wants a better costume. He wants to buy a car to impress Mary Jane Watson. Yes, yes, correct. You're doing great. I think you only missed one so far. Uh, what does Peter call himself, um, that the ring announcer finds so boring and he changes it to the amazing Spider-Man? Uh, is it Webhead? The human spider, spider dude, or the eight-legged, two-fisted freak? The human spider. Yeah, I love that scene with uh, Bruce Campbell. Oh, very legendary, That's very it. awesome That's cameo. That's the best he got. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> uh, I love how he cameos in all the movies. Okay, uh, next question. What does Mary Jane say before uh, Mary Jane lowers his mask and kisses him? Uh, I can't risk my identity. Wait. Or we shouldn't. Wait. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Uh, sorry. I meant to say, what does Spider-Man say before Mary Jane lower? I think it was, I think I said, what does Mary Jane say? But you got it right anyway, uh, even though I fumbled that question. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? No. <laughs> uh, okay. Next question. Uh, how does Norman slash the Green Goblin find out Spider-Man's identity? Uh, he realizes Peter and Spider-Man sound exactly the same. He sees Peter Parker's costume under his shirt. He sees a wound on Peter's arm that he realizes is from a battle with Spider-Man. Or he catches Peter uh, practicing swinging from his webs. Uh, he sees the wound? Yes, yes, correct. All right, uh, next question. You're doing, you're doing excellent. Uh, how did Spider-Man's mask get half torn apart? Uh, the Green Goblin punches his face repeatedly. An explosion from one of the Green Goblin's weapons partially tears it. The Green Goblin slices it off, or does the Green Goblin throw Spider-Man into a building face first? Uh, I believe it's the explosion with the pumpkin bombs just exploded his mask face clean off. Yeah, yeah, it was about a calf torn off. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, what does Green Goblin say just as he realizes he accidentally... Uh, is going to be impaled by his own glider. Is it checkmate? You win? Oh. Or no. Oh. Yeah, let's see. Is he right? Yes, yes, yes. You did a great job. You only missed one out of all those questions. So uh, I W a Sam Raimi Spider-Man expert. So congratulations. Yep. I guess I've seen it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I remember it. But if I got one wrong, then I got one wrong. But hey, I mean, I'm... Hey, I'm, you did a great job, though. I'm good. Um, that's right, yeah. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode of the Men Watch Movies. We had fun talking about uh, Spider-Man 2002. Uh, my name is Alec. My name's DJ, the Movie Man Wagner. And just remember to keep, keep on, on watching. watching.